Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of the Rangers Rundown, the internet's first and only Craig Gentry Appreciation Podcast. Uh, we say farewell tonight, truly, to one of the greats. I'm Max and I'm joined by Mike. Good evening. And Hayden. We come here to celebrate the legacy of Kitten Face. Um, saw something about how he is by wins above replacement uh, in the top 50 of all time in Major League center fielders. So playing baseball is hard. Playing center field is hard. Playing center field in baseball for numerous years is hard. So good for him. We come not to bury Craig Gentry, but to praise him. Yes. Yeah, that guy was great. I love some Craig Gentry. <laughs> just yeah. just an inspiration to all of us. Also he... traded for Michael Choice. So, uh... Oof. <laughs> the, no, the, Another proud UTA alum. He's right up there with Hunter Pence. Lose-lose oh. situation there. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but no, Craig Gentry ended up having a pretty good little career. He really did. One of the fastest guys I've ever seen play the game. Yeah, really just a, a fun player out there. And, and he's also, we're definitely all three of us falling into the uh, the Texas Rangers curse of relatability here. One of just the most relatable dudes. Just yes. intensely relatable. Uh, but, hey, sometimes those are fun. It's, it's okay to like that, I think, as long as you're uh, kind of uh, aware of what's going on. So, best of luck to Craig Gentry. I hope he gets lots of quality time with his kids. Uh, he did have some injury problems after leaving Texas. Uh, he struggled with some um, concussion symptoms and bad back, stuff like that. So he, he's still young. He'll be 36 this year, so he's got plenty of time to work with his kids, and I, I hope he enjoys the heck out of it. Well, and if you want to be entertained, you should uh, YouTube Craig Gentry Inside the Park Home Run. Without even knowing what's there, I'm, I'm sure that you'll find something that will entertain you because... He he could stretch a, a double into home run, it seemed like. He's a lot of fun for that. Definitely yep. yeah, definitely a good guy there. And, you know, any player that was on the World Series teams, you know, you always have a, a warm place in my heart. Even, oh, I don't know, let's see. Maybe like Jorge Cant. Well, he, he, he hit a home <laughs> run in the clinching game in 2010 in Oakland. So, like, he did one good thing. I don't know. Let's not talk about weird stuff. But yeah, thank you, Craig Gentry. Yeah, thank you, Craig Gentry. Hey, anything you can do, Jorge can too. Ooh. Uh, And I think I saw a blurb somewhere that Gentry made about $7 million over the course of his career. So I hope he's got some good cash to to treat himself and his family right by. So go on out there, make your money, relax, retire at 36. That sounds nice. I'm sure he'll, he'll... Get picked up doing something, if not a hitting instructor or, you know, some type of radio gig. Uh, I, I bet he can probably listen to something. Yeah. And maybe he'll uh, he'll wind back up with Arkansas or something like that. Or with uh, the Rangers. himself uh, some time in the college ranks or pro ranks. So I think we're all, I think we're all familiar with uh, Mr. Gentry's ability to, to take care of himself. It's all going to be good out there. But uh, I think that transitions us pretty neatly, though, from one great Ranger center fielder to the next great Ranger center fielder uh, yep. for slightly different reasons. Joey Gallo. My boy. Can we, just, can we spend every week just talking about Joey Gallo for an hour? So if the you answer recall, is yes. If you recall yes. from uh, previous podcasts, 
there is a, an elderly gentleman in my office that has just <laughs> railed on Gallo over the last couple of years. Just batting average, batting average, batting average. He's awful, he's awful, he's awful. And I just, every day I come up mm-hmm. with another stat and I'm like, how about this? Is this good enough for you? How about this? Yeah, yeah, he's doing it all. He's the thing it all is, together. that guy in your office who stands in for so many that guys in so many offices is just going to point and say, well, see, he got his batting average up, so now he's good. It's like, no. His batting average is up like 40 points, sure, but his on-base percentage is 400, which was 398. <laughs> Sue me. Uh, and he's slugging almost 700, which is... Insane. It's so fun. <laughs> it's insane. And he became a uh, more w- well-rounded player since the last time we recorded. He now owns one career sacrifice fly. So he does. You know, yeah. Situational hitting is I was, way better than hitting a home run. Yeah, every time. Um, hitting I'd a home run is always my... situational. Can we just all agree on that? Right. Well, no, he's just swinging for the fences. He's learned to uh, to stay within himself. It's like, nah, man, he's just good. Like, he's just fine. Oh no, no. My the favorite argument of the guy in my office is, you know. When he hits him that hard, does he get credit for two runs? I'm like, oh, dear God. To me, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would much rather watch Joey Gallo just pound the ever-loving crap out of a 440-foot home run at 115 miles an hour than some guy wall scrape a 364-foot dinger. Like, I'm not going to remember all the times that Logan Forsyth puts a ball off the back of the fence. Like, I'm just not. I'm going to remember every time Joey Gallo breaks a seat in the second deck. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my best friend came up from Houston a couple of weekends ago, and um, we went to a Rangers game, and he got to see a Gallo moonshot, and he couldn't stop talking about it. And this is a guy who's been a Rangers fan for life. He's he's just like me. He's probably attended a thousand games in his life, and he's like, I've never seen anything like that. I, I, I couldn't truly appreciate Joey Gallo until I saw it in person. Oh, and, I believe it. And it's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have seen a Gallo home run in person. I, I mean, odds are, you know, he's hit 40 the last two years, so I have probably was at one of those games. I don't really remember it, but I do remember seeing, uh, I think I was there for Mazzara's, like, 490-foot shot, and then I also remember Brett Nicholas going upper tank one time. And, yeah, in person, it just is exhilarating. You just can't believe what you're seeing. Like, the that little ball went that far. Yeah. So, yeah, and and thank you, Brett Nicholas, for Emmanuel Classe. But yes, yes, that's, that's for later. Someone, yeah, someone we can talk about later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he he's so young, but I mean, he's rising up the, the charts as far as my all-time favorite Raiders. I mean, he's he's already in the top ten. Yeah, he's and I he's, go back a long way. I'm I'm an old guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I mean, that means a lot. So he's going to be 25 all year this year. Uh, he doesn't turn 26 until November. Um, this is his what fourth full season, I guess, uh, ish. Mostly, uh, I think it's his full third season. full season, fourth season yeah. overall. His yeah. his part parts of a fifth season. He got uh, 25 at bats in 2016. Um, man, but this is just so fun. It's so so fun. Um, he's the way that he talks about his game. You can clearly tell that he's been making improvements and like it, it's not a fluke. He's not just in a hot streak, which certainly he is, you know, he's hit a home run and probably like, I don't know, three, four times this last week. Um, but it's not an accidental hot streak. He's just, you know, doing everything correctly rather than 
you know, just hitting the ball hard 20% of the time. Um, it's, it's extremely fun. Uh, I mean, we said for a long time, or a lot of people have held the opinion for a long time that a, a 230 or 240 batting average Joey Gallo is going to get some MVP votes. So what does a 264 Joey Gallo get? I mean... Two MVP I, votes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't like the on-pace guy, especially because the on-pace guy rears his ugly head after like the first inning of the first game. But I mean, he's on pace for around sixty home runs, yeah. which is even when in the you know the the power age that we're in right now, that's incredible. That that would be so fun to have our guy, especially because like we drafted him, and. It was always kind of, you know, you. I remember reading uh, Scott Lucas's reports about Joey Gallo, you know, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And, you know, you could say, wow, we got this mega bat coming through in 2013 or 2012 or something. And to finally kind of have it all click. We saw flashes of it in years past, but it really seems like he has established himself as, as one of the best hitters in the American League. And he is ours, and he is handsome and we love him yeah and what's really scary is he's been a traditional slow starter imagine Mm -hmm. if he ups his game throughout the year Mm. yeah yeah because i do yeah you're right his second half the last two seasons have been really good that's gonna be hard so i i've been i've been having some fun keeping up with joey gallo through uh the stat cast metrics i talked about them a little bit last year uh, Joey ended up being one of the best players in the game in terms of like his hard hit rates and his ag- uh, average exit velocities. And then a, a cool metric, which was uh, barrels per plate appearance. So barrels are what the nerds came up with for the, the basically the best contacts when you really, uh, you know, barrel that thing up. Uh, and Joey's incredibly good at it. Uh, he's second in baseball this season in barrels per plate appearance behind only Gary Sanchez, um, who has missed some time for, for injury. So Joey's done it over over more time, which is pretty cool. I believe he's second in average exit velocity. Um, he's one of the best in hard hit percentage, which is balls over 95 miles an hour. Um, he's, he's third there to Aaron Judge, who everyone knows, and Anthony Rendon, who everyone probably should, but the Nats are bad at things. Uh, many, many things the Nats are bad at, and that includes marketing their own players. But what I think is interesting about Joey Gallo is if you tab over to his personal page, they put a couple of... Uh, rankings charts up there where where guys rank percentile wise in all of baseball so by expected batting average 76th percentile that's fine sprint speed 62nd percentile yeah he's still fast which is kind of cool um expected slugging 99th expected weighted on base 98th hard hit 99th exit velocity 100th so uh (laughs) there's no real room to go up from here but it can kind of keep being this, which would be super fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and another thing I, we talked about in the precast, an interesting stat to me is he is averaging 3.7 at-bats per RBI, and that is just pure production. That leads the American League. Thank you, Mike Trout. So you know, when there's ducks in the pond, he's, he's ready to go, and, and that's exactly what you want out of a power hitter. Yeah, take advantage of those opportunities when they're presented. You know, guys can't. We we have learned that just because you have a high RBI title does not make you a good hitter. Um, you can't just go out there and manufacture RBIs. Guys have to be on bases. But he's also definitely taking advantage of a of a surprisingly decent Rangers offense around him. Um, 
and he's bringing those guys in. He's hitting a lot of dangers. He's been getting big base hits. Obviously, he had his first uh, sack fly, which, whatever. I was kind of hoping he could go, like, 10 years of that one. Do the, the Joey Votto not popping out to a first baseman for a really long time thing. But that happened, too. So, uh, it's a time for Joey's to have their firsts, 2019. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, he's it's been it's been a ton of fun watching what uh, Gallo has put together so far this season, and I just hope it continues forever. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun for like the next twelve to fifteen years. Uh, if uh, I think I said this in the Discord, but like, uh, there's a conversation to be had about money interfering with the way baseball works, and some of these these um, extensions maybe not actually being what's good for. Not just the players who are signing them, but for other players in the game. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, far be it for me to be not on the side of labor here, but can the Rangers get like one extension? Can we extend Joey Gallo and then everyone determine that they're bad and they stop happening? Can we, can we please not screw this up? Um, we did extend one person in the offseason. Can, can we not? That would be one Emmanuel <sighs> Clause. Okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> Worth every penny, right? You mean Jose Leclerc. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> the worst part is I know you're not going to edit this out. So, yep. No. Yeah. One Jose Leclerc. Yes. Oh, yes. He yeah. uh, <laughs> signed basically four years, about 45 million, if I recall no, correctly. No, no, it's way less, right? Oh, that's right. It's like four years, 15 or 16 million. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. $14 million. Yeah. Nothing. It was the kind of deal where you go, well, you know. I set it on here. There's no there's down. no downside. The Rangers pay if right. he's terrible, the Rangers pay a few million dollars more than they would have paid anyway. And if he's amazing, you have an incredible deal. And if he's okay, it's a fair deal. Right. And he Which, he gets life change he gets generational money and yeah. you know, cashes in on one good season, which, you know, especially in the bullpen, you know, you're not guaranteed to pitch any Never. more than one half of a good season, so good for Never. him. You know, and it's not looking good so far. Uh, it's it's shocking how familiar this has become. Like it's it's it honestly kind of puts a little pit in my stomach to think about what is going on with closers. It, it dates back to the beginning of time, but in recent memory, let's let's go back to 2010 and Neftali Feliz or or mm-hmm. 2011. I guess 20, 2011. Better. Yeah, he never recovered from Game Six. Nope. You know, Washington well, the, wanted him to go back out for, for the 10th inning. Well, and, and, he and Tommy John, because he, he became yeah. a starting pitcher after that, and he was yeah. okay, and then he got hurt, and then he was never really any good again. Um, but it it wouldn't be a thing unless <laughs> Sean Dollison and Sam Dyson followed that up. I mean, Joe Nathan and Joaquin Soria were fine in between. Um, but, it, like, what the heck? That it's not even it's not even you know well baseball is hard and you know some di- sometimes you're gonna have a career year and then maybe you fall back down to earth a little bit you know the game ebbs and flows I mean we're talking about catastrophic complete reversal of fortune like unpredictable falling off of a cliff ways that make you lose multiple games in the most heartbreaking way possible. A, it, 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 what's going on? It's the curse of the position for the Rangers. You know, I remember back back in the 90s, 96, we had a closer named Mike Hinman. Hmm. And 
he pretty much blew every game in the playoffs for the Rangers. He was awful. And so they saw that as a glaring weakness. And so they went out and signed the best closer available, John Wetland. Hooray, all of our problems are solved. And the Yankees just kind of shrug it off and mm-hmm. move a guy named Mariano Rivera over into the position. And John Wetland plays in relative anonymity. Uh, nothing ever comes of that. It's just, it's where relievers go to die. It just, every situation imaginable. It's just, it's frustrating that that we can't seem to get someone that's going to be right for a good long time. Francisco Cadero, he was another one. Yeah. You know, we traded yep. him away, but. But I think he was bad before we traded him. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think that I remember that. That was kind of when I really started getting into, you know, baseball and following what was going on. Uh, I yeah I do remember we traded him to Milwaukee and then I also remember that he uh, the the Brewers came back to Texas for a series in like 05 or 06 um, and he blew a save in Arlington at a game that I was at you could just tell that he couldn't handle it he couldn't handle pitching in Texas again he was an all-star in 04 he with a 213 ERA in 71 innings was solid the next year and then uh, he had a 41 ERA, traded him to Milwaukee, and he was good again. He had, uh, let's see, Sean Tolleson, uh, 2015. He pitched 72 innings of 299 ERA. And then the next year, he comes back and in 36 innings, has a 768 ERA. Sam Dyson, uh, in what was it, 2016, pitched 70 innings. Again, like this is a lot of innings of 243 ERA. Uh, he comes back the next year, and in 16 innings, he has a 10.80 ERA, like completely untentable, like not even, like. <clears throat> so Jose Leclerc, let's see where he's at right now. Where does he stand? 57 innings last year of 156 uh, ERA baseball. He had what the the best um, ex woba allowed in all of baseball, right? And the, the stat that I remember is I went back and did some research last year for a podcast. Mm-hmm. And looked at his ERA plus from the moment he was promoted to the closer until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And his ERA, ERA plus would have ranked him second of all time behind only Mariano Rivera. So he wasn't just good. He was out of this world good. Like, yes. untouchable. So that's that's the part that's just so shocking is how can you go from being world beater to just barely able to hang on with yeah. the team to have, to have one well, of the the all-time relief seasons to yeah I, and i think we probably should be encouraged in some ways because the numbers that he's putting up are just they're just markedly worse than even the numbers in his first two spins through the majors yeah obviously you have to take a little bit of a grain of salt 2016 that's my dog sneezing everybody you're welcome 2016 um he, he didn't he wasn't in the majors very much only pitched in 12 games <clears throat> 15 innings um, so we we actually not quite at uh, his 2016 engagement yet. He only has 10 and two thirds so far in 2019, but uh, you know 17 and 18 are more or less full relief seasons for him, and some of the numbers are just they're they're just laughably bad. His hard hit percentage has doubled from last year. His strikeouts are down precipitously. His walks are up from last year, but they're below what they were in 16 and 17. He, he he's not just walking everyone although you can clearly see when you're watching that he's struggling finding the strike zone but his 
everything. It's just ludicrous. His ex Woba in his first two years was a pretty good two eighty. Last year was an insane two oh nine. This season it's three thirty. You know, it, we're not. It's not like we're seeing the natural regression monster that was lurking around. This is exactly insane, and I it, I don't think he can stay this bad. Because yeah, I mean, think, it looks like he's injured, but, but the, it, I, the guy we saw last he's year is not not going to be Jose Leclerc. He's not going to be out there every season putting up a, 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 a sl- an expected slugging percentage of under two hundred and an ex woba of two hundred nine. He's he's just not the best pitcher. Right. In the I mean, no, of the nobody's sport. that good at baseball. <laughs> but his the numbers he was posting in those first two seasons. Obviously, the ERA was like four in his set, his first sort of big big turn through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not expecting him to post a sub two ERA every year, but he's a pretty dang good pitcher. And it's been shown that it's really hard to square him up. Guys were just not making good contact off of him his first three turns through the bigs because he throws those two different changeups and he just throws a nasty fastball. I mean. He doesn't have the super top end of the scale velocity we're seeing now with guys throwing 103 miles an hour like it's nothing. But he, you know, he comfortably sits in the upper 90s, and he's definitely got the cheese. The, what, what's happening this season is he can't strike folks out, and when people are hitting him, they're hitting the crap out of it. And uh, you know, this is some uh, some yip stuff. Has he gotten his own head, and he just needs to be able to to refine himself, get settled? I, I think so. I mean, I don't think we're. Well, it's not like we're we're seeing that the peripherals are fine, and he's just not actually that good. The peripherals are ludicrous right now, and it's just unbelievable they would be this much worse than what he was doing before in so many different facets. So maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's been secretly terrible his whole career. Seems unlikely. A lot of people really liked Jose Leclerc. They didn't think he was ever going to do what he did last season. But they thought he was going to be an interesting pitcher at the major league level. So I just, I just optimism. It, I guess one, yeah, I don't know. It's and it's even taking out like what you would expect. But you're, you know, you're hoping that man, you know what, this guy, he's great and he's ours and we locked him up and it's going to be great and um, you know he's probably not going to be the best pitcher of all time every year. But you know he's he's really good and and we're going to keep running him out there in the ninth inning and we're going to win some games by making. The other team scored eight innings rather than nine. And yeah, man, it does particularly like, suck to lose that immediately. Yeah, like not yeah. we didn't even get like three months of insane. If he'd gotten hurt, it would feel worse. Like uh, feel better. Like if he had gone yeah. out and blown his elbow out the first game, I'm like, oh, that's fine though. I mean, relievers are relievers. He got his money. He'll be back. It's fine. But this, we didn't even get like ways. like a month of good Jose Leclerc. <laughs> we just got. 450 Woba Jose Leclerc, which it's not good. <laughs> it really sucks. Well, maybe that should lead into the discussion of the guy I mentioned erroneously <laughs> previously. Let's let's talk some wait, positives. Wait, talk about crazy we do, fastballs? Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. Can I can I completely hijack this for one second? Mm-hmm. Because I did find the game where Francisco Cordero came back and blew a game against the Rangers. Um, the Brewers on this is just kind of fun because it shows that I have a good memory. Yeah, Saturday, June 9th, two thousand seven, the Brewers were up three to nothing in the ninth inning. Put in Cordero, and he got the first two hitters out, and then he gave up a single, a walk, single, 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 and the Rangers w- score four runs, all with two outs, and we win the game. So he couldn't handle. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Michael Young with that walk-off. 
2007, back when he was the only good thing we had going. God, okay, man, those were really some dark, yeah. some dark yeah. years. Kenny Lofton, Gerald Laird, and Marlon Bird scored those runs. Love oh, Marlon Bird the back in the day. Yeah, Ramon Vasquez walked in that inning. Who? <laughs> Ramon <laughs> Vasquez. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I remember Ramon Vasquez. I don't. Al. Lol. Well, you okay, know. So we're gonna we're gonna play some remember some guys today. Yeah. Just 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 doing our thing. And uh, so we have a fast guy who throws those fast balls, those pitches that go. Go go with the high velocity. Yeah, talking about them balls that are fast. Uh, Mike, you seem mm-hmm. particularly enamored of the balls that are fast. Want to tell us about those nice balls, Mike? <laughs> Just lay the balls on us, Mike. We're talking about one <laughs> manual classe. Again, brought over in the Brett Nicholas trade, one of the hey, biggest yep. steals of the JD era because, uh, you know, Nicholas was a guy. He wasn't even on the roster. He'd, he'd been sent down to AAA. He wasn't going to make the team. In fact, now he's out of baseball, to my he, knowledge. Unless he is not. I just saw him, you rude man, you. Oh, really? no. Yeah, he's fine. I just saw him last week. Huh. Yeah. Okay. He's, well, yeah, he, well plays for the for Birmingham, he plays for the Birmingham Barons. He's in the uh, the White Sox system. He is a okay. permanent... I mean, and there's nothing wrong with this, but he's a permanent AAA player. Like, that's... Nobody wants yeah. him to be like, you know, hey, man, this guy's going to come up. He's going to help us out. No, they just want him to have like, you know, let's put a vet that is going to be, you know, a pretty good hitter at AAA. It's going to be fun. We're going to pay him some money. And, you know, our young players are going to get to develop around him. But, yeah, not a yeah. real major league asset. So to get something oh, wrong for him, Nicholas. So to get something for him would be a steal. But we've, right. got, we've got something that looks really promising because Emmanuel Classic came over and just lit up Spokane short season A so much so that the Rangers decided you know what instead of promoting you to high uh, to low A Hickory why don't we just make you skip a level and go up to high A down these wood ducks and there he pitched for a couple of weeks and they said you know what you're really not being challenged yet so let's just go ahead and bump you up to Frisco and he is still lighting it up in Frisco, and and lighting it up is correct. Yes, that, that's insane. It, that that just never ever happens. It doesn't happen to the Rangers. I'm exactly. sure this happens to other people, and yeah. and they're all like, "What's why?" Oh, look at the little Texas fans getting excited about a pitcher. And we're like, "Come on, this never happens for us." It, yeah. So <sighs> he's sitting 100. Yeah. Uh, according to Tebbit the other night. Yeah, and, comfortably. Yeah, uh, throwing a, a slider that's in the '90s, which is Thor level stuff. Um, yep, that's really cool. He's 21, just turned 21 uh, back in March, and like, I don't know, you can't teach somebody to throw 101, right? Not to my knowledge. That's he's he, that's this is very fun. This is very fun. So, let's see, so far this season. Uh, including, you know, different levels. He's pitched 11 innings. He struck out 15 and walked one. Very, very good. Control. Yes, that's a very good thing. 
Yeah. So expect to see him in Arlington at some point this late this summer. Maybe he's a September call up, you know, for grins, but, uh, no, I would say know. definitely. Yeah. Uh, because he's also is uh rule five eligible this off season. So he's going to have to get added to the 40 anyway. Right. So we'll he's, just he's do kind it. Of, he's kind of a 2019, uh, CD Pelham. Yeah. Except for, uh, we shouldn't yeah, say let's that not name. Talk about CD Pelham right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm a big fan of his, and it was cool that he kind of, you know, rocketed up a little bit. He throws really hard from the left side, which is really, really fun. And uh, he's not uh, doing well right now when it comes to doing his job. So hopefully he gets that figured out. Let's see. He's got a... Oh, I'm on his major league page here. Let's go to his minor league page. So far this season, he's pitching in AAA for the first time, so a little caveat of that. Uh, in six innings, which so super small, small sample size. But, uh, yeah, he's given up seven walks, eight runs, uh, has a 1080 ERA. See, has he struck anybody out? Um, he's got five strikeouts, so at least he's struck out somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't good in the Arizona Fall League either. He, uh, <laughs> no, he, he was well, okay, bad. well, oh well, that was, was only the four end of innings. the season. It was yeah, four it innings. Was, oh, it was at the end of the year and against advanced hitters, and yeah, it's the most he'd ever pitched in his career, to my knowledge. So I, I, you know, who cares? But, yep, yep. Oh, hey, guys, yeah. how, how did you let me get this far in the evening without telling me that Seth Maness made his Rangers system debut tonight for the Nashville Sounds? Oh yeah, I saw that. He went six innings allowed. Uh, wait, he started? Yes. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait. No. Seth Maness hasn't started a game. No. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. Uh, I think I saw that he did well through six and then got kind of hit pretty hard in the seventh. Uh, well, that would explain his line. He, yeah. he went six innings, five hits, four runs, one walk, four strikeouts. Yeah, uh, but all four of the runs were in the seventh inning. So yeah, yeah, those would count. So that's interesting. Yeah, which love it. You know, uh, we need some starting pitching help. Which you know, yikes, Tim uh, Dillard's coming. Yeah, man, can we let Brady Feigl pitch? He, uh, I think he's the one who allowed all those inherited runners to score. I don't know. Can we? Can we let him pitch in the major leagues? Can we please? Like okay. <laughs> There's a lot of things to address and a lot of th- changes that need to be made on the pitching side of things. We need. Can we release Jesse Chavez? Can we just like, please? We can. Had, yeah. The same like, way we can we, release Chu. He had like four. Hey, he had like four good months in his Hush. whole career. Right. It's and we not gave good. him a two-year contract, and he's really bad now. Like, like really bad. Like not like worth zero point zero wins. Bad, but like. Actively, actively ruining hurting the team. Yeah. Actively hurting the team. Can we just can we not? And can we let Brady Feigl play, please? Seth Main is coming. Right. And you know, so we shouldn't have to be relying on a Seth Manus to come and like give us rotation depth. Like what are we doing? Guys, ownership. How I, many starts I, do you think Seth Manus has in his professional MLB career? I don't know. I didn't hear of him ever until tonight, so seven? Zero. He's not a starter. That's why I was so surprised that he started to play. <laughs> no, Manus was like a perfectly uh, fungible middle reliever for the Cardinals for several years. Keep in mind that 
We had guys like Gallardo and Big Sexy starting for us last year. So hey, don't you impugn Bartolo Colon on I'm, these airwaves? I was not. <laughs> I was not. I'm just saying. What were you expecting this year? I'm not. Not, not this versus. Uh, I don't know. Just, <laughs> hey, yeah. we're we're a 500 team. Yeah, I was I, expecting was, one good month of Jose Leclerc. Damn it, just right. one. Just even. Okay. <laughs> let's, 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 let's live in a world where where two things could be. Let's just change up two things, and it's going to be an optimistic two changes. But you know, this is my fantasy. So, let's say Jose Leclerc has zero blown saves on the season. That gives us what three extra wins, right? Maybe four. I don't know how how many games he's lost for us. I think it's three. I think it's three. Um, so that kind of you know, let's take three out of the loss column, put three in the win column. And let's say that we had one additional watchable starting pitcher. Like, not, I'm not saying, you know, sign the top free agent guy. Like, I get that you don't really want to, you know, you want to you keep your powder dry or whatever, but there's no such thing as free agents anymore, so what's even the point? Um, but, man, like, our games with, with Mike Miner and Lance Lynn have become must-wins. Because you know... And must-watch. Yeah, because you know that you're getting three or four innings out of Shelby Miller. Drew Smiley's hurt, so we have an Adrian Sampson pitching. He's like, you know, on a, a hot He's our second probably. best pitcher, which, yeah. yikes. Yeah. Like, it would be really cool if we just had, like, one just, like, eh, like let's get Irvin Santana or whoever. I don't know. Like, just some How about some 2019 guy. Martin Perez? Yeah. Uh, 2019, <laughs> Yeah, don't even get me started on that. How... He wouldn't listen but, to anybody in the Rangers organization to start throwing a cutter. Well, and then I mean, he and then he says, "New team, new me," and starts throwing a cutter. Like, what the heck? Okay, it's also not stated in that article that we read earlier that anybody in the Rangers org ever told him to throw a cutter. It said that his agent did, and so maybe one Twins pitcher pitching coach is like, "Hey, man, you ever considered not throwing a sinker, which is a bad pitch? You ever uh, you ever thought about?" Throwing, not that. Hey, Brokale, we're looking at you. Yeah, we're uh, all mad. Just mad as hell online. Ugh. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Anyway, Martin Perez went eight innings uh, and shut out the Astros yesterday on, like, four hits. So, that's, uh, that's fun, right? Are we all having fun with this? Do we all that's- enjoy this? That's Rangers. Law. No, that makes That's, me. That makes me like we deserve really dang. That that makes me real angry. <laughs> no, we don't. We deserve this. I didn't We're do anything fans. to deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> By becoming a Rangers no. fan, yeah, no, you deserve this. You signed That's up for this. That's what you did. Yes. This is what you wanted. Yes. Even if you're not aware of it. Trust All us. Right, well, We're we're old. Well, Gallo is good. Chew is really good. Elvis is like swinging the nuts. He's off insanely the bat. good. He's, so he's a beast. Good. He's a beast. Oh my gosh! You see him go like upper deck in uh, Seattle the other day. Oh, beautiful. He's got that. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera is doing well, and apparently his legs are still attached, which, you know, we're still Could talking about as Drupal Cabrera. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see what that ends up meaning throughout the summer. But it's better than having Patrick Wisdom play every day. So. That's good. Uh, no more Mazzara was good for like three games again, and then he started hitting the ball on the ground again. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, freaking. Uh, now I'm just like going around the diamond in my head. <laughs> just looking at the baseball reference. Are you ignoring like, second base on purpose? Is that what you're doing? Uh, we just don't I, play second base. I could oh, get, I that's could right. Get we ground rule there. That's but right. We, we, we can go in on my boy Rugned. You know, that's fine. Like, he kind of, he deserves your it. Your boy, you're claiming him? Forsyth. You're claiming him? Oh, yeah. I have an Odor shirt. We've been through this. And because it was a big deal last summer when he was, like, the hottest player in baseball for, like, two months. And I was like, finally, I can pull this out and wear it in public because I couldn't do that for all of 2017. And that was cool. So, like, I still, I still truly believe that the, Real Odor is more like a 110 OPS plus hitter rather than like a 110 hitter? Yeah, rather than a 110 <laughs> batting average hitter. Yeah. Tell me, okay, and, and it just, it, this, let, me, let me finish going around the diamond a little bit. One sentence thing. Tell me why do we have Jeff Mathis on the team if he's not going to catch Taylor Hearn? Uh, okay, uh, that's, now I'm finished. I'm finished. Uh, sorry. Well, because, you know, it's because Hearn and, and Connor Faleppa came up through the minors together, so they have a familiarity, right? <laughs> no. No? Mike, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, sorry. Literally, no. his... I had to go there. Like, like he's... But, but for real, though, what... what for real. Like, was he, like, throwing up in the clubhouse? Like, could he, like, was he, like... Did he have the flu? We signed him to be slightly better than us at the plate because he is supposed to be a god at catching and guiding young pitchers. And then the moment that we actually get one pitcher that we really need to make sure that we don't mishandle, he's just like, you know, hey. We mishandle the hell out of him. We just, hey, man, hey, Jeff, hey, hey, you know what? Just keep your pullover on. You got the night off. Actually, wait, oh, we're going to need you to come in and pitch, uh, pitch an inning for us because the guy that you were supposed to help, he uh, got one out. There must be something that Woodward is seeing that that we're not. Right, because because I mean like, like he's 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 smarter about baseball than us. I'm sure of that. I think mostly we're seeing some great stuff from Woodward and his staff. I think we're we're seeing like really really good articles that are coming out about yes uh, yes yes yes. Man, what Joey Gallo was doing, I think, is a testament to what this coaching staff has been able to put into his head. We're seeing great stuff out of Mike Miner. Um, let's stop talking about pitching. But, like, there are, there are two things that stand out to me. And if, if they are the things that still stand out at the end of the year, Chris Woodward's a really good manager. But Jeff Mathis not catching Taylor Hearn in his major league debut when the only reason he's on the team is that he's a whisperer. That he can just get in the heads of these folks. And we, and we signed him in part to help transition young stud pitchers into the bigs. And the train... Um, kind of Falafa and potentially Jose Trevino if he starts hitting at all at AAA because don't look at it it's oh, 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 oh. it's not I'm great blown. anyway Trevino all glove he's basically Jeff Mathis but cheap so everyone loves him as a leader as a pitch framer as a caller like he's going to be fine too but that that decision which may, I mean maybe I don't know it, it just seems weird like we just, we just need to combine Sam Huff and Jose Trevino, and we've got ourselves. Oh my goodness! A, a, a guy who will never walk. He'll have a <laughs> negative walk rate. Is that what you're wanting? <laughs> uh, but the decision to start uh, kind of fell off in that game, and then the decision to pinch hit Danny Santana for Shinsu Chu. 
again, Rick Nett Andy Santana is best hitter on the team right now. Yeah, but historically, I know. I and know. also, that was tongue in cheek. And also, yeah, like, also Shinsu Chu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but also, even if that plan works, and you go, you know what? The way that we saw it working out is that Santana was the more likely to get a hit because if this is the numbers we were looking at, you say, okay, yeah. like I don't know if that's wise, but you know what? I can believe you, and you know what? It worked out, so that's good. Hindsight 2020, it worked uh-huh. out. If he and then smokes a double then into you the guess gap. Who's, then, then who's the lefty that's coming up next? Oh, <laughs> like, whoops. That's the guy that you're supposed to pinch hit for. Not yeah, the, and th- not the wily veteran weird... who is having like the best season of his career. It was a weird call. And, and again, if those two things still stand out come September, the Rangers have a fantastic manager. And I, honestly, I think Woodward's done a really good job. Yes. And there's always going to be these little stupid things. I don't think we're. I haven't really complained. I think about bullpen usage this season. Not that that I can like distinctly think of. It's been pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I mean, usually, like Bannister, I thought he always left the starter out there one batter too long. Like he could never figure out. I this think we've been tired. fairly aggressive about putting in relievers, and I think their deployment of like Sean Kelly is a, a a bit of a fireman type this season. Like he's come in, I think I can think of one time. I think it's been twice in not the eighth inning, and that's been really cool. Like keep doing that. I think Woodward likes Chris Martin maybe more than um, baseball likes Chris Martin. I like Chris Martin, and he's a he's a, definitely a kind of an, as a singer. <laughs> I really like Chris Martin coming over from overseas. Um, I thought he was a really interesting pickup. I am also a sucker for really tall pitchers, uh, but maybe a little bit of reliance on Chris Martin. But also, there's an investment made in him, and if he really isn't panning out, you can kind of punt him and bring somebody else in, and you're not going to really be hurt for it. But mostly, mostly pretty good stuff. And I think we're we're clearly seeing from uh, Ortiz and Ron Hell just really really good returns on investment on the coaching side uh, already oh couldn't agree more and mm-hmm. there's a really good article on the athletic about Ortiz and um, and Gallo I mean he, Ortiz called Gallo I think the day after Ortiz was signed and um, pointed out what he was doing wrong he said you need to be more stubborn at the plate wait for your pitch and he's doing that yeah. and the stats back it up and and I'm, I'm sure. I hope Gallo is buying Ortiz dinner every night <laughs> because he's definitely made a difference. And, and even though you're not seeing it like with Mazzara or, or Odor, I mean, you, the you best can't, the you can't best of everything. those hitting prospects is doing the best. Like Joe, exactly. Joe, they focused on Joey Gallo, where they thought there was a, a I guess a fairly obvious path to improvement, and the ceiling is just ludicrous. There is no ceiling. And what's what we're seeing right now? Yeah. If, if Joey Gallo has a batting average within spitting distance of 260 and the rest of the stats are requisitely uh, impressive, when he's OBPing 398, if this is a kid who's OBPing over 360 come the end of the season, his slugging percentage is going to be out the butt. He's going to be in that uh, Roger Maris threatened range when it comes to home runs. That's going to be super fun. And he's going to play an okay center field getting there? Whatever, man. <laughs> he's not too far away from Bryce Harper running. That's that's where he's at right now. He, he keeps hitting like that. Yeah. Get ready, Rangers fans. Yeah. 
10 years, 300 million. Yeah. That's the thing is that all these, uh, all these like Aussie Albies types are out there extending for $26 and a new pony. <laughs> and then Joey Gallo is going to, the Rangers would be like, oh, wait, extensions. We can do an extension. And then Joey Gallo is going to sign a 15 year, $450 million extension. And it's like, ah, uh, that's not exactly, that's I not. I will <laughs> take that. Look, if, if our payroll has gone down in like the last, four consecutive years or whatever it is and we're spending $500 million of public money, then you better give some money to Joey Gallo. Yeah, please. Pay the man. Pay the man his money. Agreed. Get that man. Hit money. They should have They should have signed to an extension last year. That's that's the funny thing. I don't... I don't... I don't even he care. Does, just, he does. Just he did extend him. Extend pay, him, please. Pay that man. Because, well, and, and if you... You know, and if you could really break it down in a certain kind of uh, return on investment type of way I don't know there was a lot of ranger games What's that I watched accent? I don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just talking you know just how many rangers games or how many times did I flip over to the game late last year literally only to see what Joey Gallo would do so yeah. if you want like the you know the, the, the revenue for the TV station I don't know how it works but you know uh, just make sure that Joey Gallo is permanently on my TV for the next 15 years. The Rangers, they should, they should send down an alert. They should have everyone connected with them. Can, so they can send out an alert yeah. every time that Gallo is up to that. Can they create an app? Okay, this is what they need to do. Create Ooh, a yeah. Joey Gallo app. And then just put like an ad on it, you know. And then it pays for Joey Gallo. Because just a, I will just be a opening... App. Yeah, I will be opening that app Joey Gallo. 15 times a day. Just keep looking at Joey Gallo. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I, mostly, I just need Joey Gallo to be a, a centerpiece on the Rangers team that features Hans Kraus and Tyler Phillips and Cole mm. Wynn and uh, mm. Ronnie Henriquez mm. in the uh, and Brock Burke. rotation. Hey, Brock Burke, that's fine, too. There's, uh, there's upper, upper level, double A, everyone knows those guys. Psh, Ronnie my prediction, my prediction jo- Brock Burke is going to be the best Rangers starting pitcher that gets promoted this year. As soon as his blister is healed, yeah, you might see him coming up. Wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be Ronnie Henriquez, that like 12-year-old who pitches for Hickory. Uh, he, he went again uh, today. Four innings, three hits, one run, no walks, five strikeouts. The one run was on a solo home run. Um, so, Ronnie Henriquez, again, he's like seven years old. And uh, is doing cool things with Hickory. So pencil them in, guys. Pencil them in. We, also, we Sam do, Huff. We do have some good stuff going on in the minor leagues, especially with pitchers. I, I don't. I think this graphic came out uh, between the last time we recorded, but something with uh, Statcast or something tweeted out, uh, like uh, you know, strikeouts in minor league systems. And we're used to the Rangers being like the shortest uh, kind of line on those graphs. And I think we were like third in all of baseball. And collective strikeouts throughout the minor league, so you know we're doing something right, and and you know as we talk about a lot, it's coming, it's gonna come, it's coming, and it's coming the right way, and we're fortunately we live in an era where we can like be connected and be excited about those guys. It would be tough to be like in the '70s or '80s and like you just get to read like the Star Telegram talking about I don't know Hans Kraus 
Mike Kinzer says hi. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what was the '70s like? Man, know. it must have it must have sucked being alive in the 1980s. <laughs> like, it just sounds so miserable. <laughs> I mean, look, oh, look. oh, before before. Before Fox Sports Southwest, yeah. way back in the day, there was Oof. HSE in okay. the 80s. Yeah. In the late 70s, you had the Sunday baseball game of the week, and it was going to be Yankees-Red Sox. Yep. You had nothing but box scores back then. Box scores and radio. Yeah. No MILB TV, no Scott no. Lucas. What, no, you couldn't no put the games in. on your tablet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your big chief tablet. What was your <laughs> Wi-Fi like back then? <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked about the future a little bit, but we definitely hope to talk about more of that coming up. But for now, just keep doing what y'all are doing baseball-wise. Go watch Frisco. They're actually – I mean, the offense is uh, – super. It's fun. remarkable in that uh, Charles LeBlanc uh, hits there, and that's the end of remarkability of the Frisco offense. But, man, the pitching's cool. Go see yes, Emmanuel Clase. Go watch – pay $8 and watch a kid throw 102 miles an hour for like 10 minutes. It's super fun, apparently. Go see Joe Palumbo. Yeah, do that. Are he, is he pitching tomorrow, maybe? He should mm-hmm. be pitching soon. Sometimes yeah. soon. Yeah. Yep. I guess I could have looked this up before I decided to talk about it. But, you know, that wouldn't be like me. Uh, not, a, not a big guy in the whole preparation thingy. Anyway, go watch some baseball. Go watch some Rangers baseball. It can't be that expensive right now. Go Rangers. No. Watch, it, watch it while it's still really hot. Woo! <laughs>